Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. In there! And that does it! History in the desert! The Texas Rangers, for the first time ever, are World Series champs! It's unreal. I couldn't be happier for these guys to write history. Boog Shambi with the call here on ESPN Radio. The Texas Rangers win the World Series last night. 5-0 victory in Game 5 at Arizona. Along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. It is on Sportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, ESPN App, Sirius XM Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. 11-0 on the road with the Texas Rangers in the postseason. Nathan Avaldi gets the win last night. How about his postseason? The pitcher, starting pitcher, 5-0 with a 2.95 ERA in potential series-clinching games in his career. 1.03 ERA. Oh. He is the right-handed Ooh. new version of Andy Pettit, basically. Or maybe some would say like John Smoltz, who should be on with us oh. at some point. Oh, I mean, that's great, seeing yeah. as how he was with the New York Yankees once upon a time. That's awesome. I love that for Nathan Navaldi. And he's most known now for the Red Sox and the Rangers. Yeah, that's great. That's great. <laughs> Same with Jordan Montgomery. Yeah. I mean, the two starting pitchers that they were able to rely on. Matter of fact, scratch that. The two pitchers that the Rangers were able to rely on throughout the majority of the postseason which is really incredible to say that they were able to win a title and you only have two pitchers that you actually trust on the damn team. And you have <laughs> yeah. two first ballot Hall of Famers as starting pitchers that both were nowhere to be found relative to yeah. contributions. Well, DeGrom, 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 DeGrom literally, quite literally with yeah. injury and then Scherzer might as well have been a ghost. He basically was an opener is basically yeah. what he was. And I know injury. And a bad it. one at that. Yeah, <laughs> not, a great, not a great one. He was throwing batting practice for opposing teams. Which is crazy to think and they still were able to pull this off. They lost 102 games in 2021. They spent $500 million on Corey Seager, Marcus uh, Simeon, and uh, Seager wins the World Series MVP. His second of his career. He won it in 2020 with the Dodgers and then this. Does that make you an Automatic Hall of Famer, by the way. If yeah. You're Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, Reggie yeah. Jackson, Sandy Koufax, and Bob Gibson are the other three. If he was on the fringe, that, that, that's yeah, it now. That's he's a, in, he's yeah. in now. He's automatic in now. Hall of Famer automatic. with that. Done. Yep. And then Bruce Bochy becomes the sixth manager to win four World Series or more. The debate now becomes, if you had to pick one, we'll go around the room here. One manager last 20 or 30 years, Bochy, Larusa, or Joe Torre, best manager of, of, let's say, our lifetime. We're all relatively around the same age here, late 30s, early 40s. Who are you I'm going, going Joe Torre. Come going. on, man. I'm a Yankees fan. I have Come, to go Joe Torre. Listen, I, Bruce Bochy has the best resume, I would say, out of the three because he's done it in different places and he's done it in, in um, really impressive fashion. But I can never say that I would go against Tony Larusa. Just what I've witnessed from him, his baseball acumen. The, the two times I saw him win a World Series in St. Louis, it was with teams that should have never been in that position in 2006 and 2011. I'll never not choose Tony Larusa. Well, I could say the same thing about Bochy this year. You absolutely I don't know could. who I'm pointing at currently, but I would, I would say that, that we're pointing at Bruce Bochy. You're doing the Bochy. 
in now in studio. That would be amazing. Well, how, how great would that be? Hopped on a plane. Right there, there, there's, no, there's no chance. The way that he was with SVP, like he was talking about it. He was on his way to get into his cruising altitude last night. <laughs> they all he were. said he was going to be able to hang with his boys last night, hang with his guys in the clubhouse. I'm sure the party was outstanding and still going for the Texas Rangers. But Smalls, you just brought up a point. The fact that Bruce Bochy has done it at several stops, does that change the math for you in terms of how you view his legacy? Yeah, absolutely. Don't you think that that's more impressive? That you Because sometimes with success, you you can build a program and then you get it rolling. Like, look at what Nick Saban has yeah, in Alabama, yeah. right? Like, you get it to be so stable that it's plug and play, which is very impressive in its own right. Sure. But I think to be able to go to multiple destinations and build something, especially, like, you just mentioned it, Evan. This is a team that lost over 100 games two years ago. Yeah. And Bruce Bochy comes in and makes this a World Series champion. That's very impressive. In year one. That's, that's, that's incredible. Very impressive. Walk away now. You did it. You did it, Bruce. You did it. You, you did, did it. it. Go back to the couch. But it's an interesting one because Joe Torre won all of his World Series in one spot. Yep. La Russa won in two different spots, yep. one in, in, with Oakland and St. Louis. Right. And you think about the great coaches or managers in sports in our lifetime. Saban won in two spots. Belichick won in one spot. Phil Jackson won in two spots. Popovich won in one spot. There's kind of a healthy balance there yeah. amongst the Andy Reid is one and one, but it but was he went un- to Super Bowl. Went to Super Bowl with, with the Eagles. Two, yeah. yeah, so Tomlin is one and one. Right, it's interesting in terms of how you look at this. But Bochi went to the World Series in '98 with the Padres. Uh, was it '98? Yeah, '98 with the Padres against the Yankees. Right, then had the three and five years victories with the Giants, and then as we said, comes off the couch and wins it this year with the Texas Rangers. And I'm glad we're highlighting him because too many times in sports we say that coaches, managers don't matter. Yes, they do. I'm sitting next to, and Smalls is sitting next to a man that played for Al Groh, Bill Parcells, Tom Coughlin, and John Harbaugh. You don't think coaches matter? All those great coaches picked you. They matter. And I think a manager in baseball has been diminished in many ways. Oh, yeah. And it now has been propped back up here with Bochy. Yeah, I don't know about that. I, I would say this. Uh, I, I think it's a case-by-case basis. I don't think this is something that's rec- replicable because I don't know how many Bruce Bochies are out there, right? I mean, the Mets tried that with Buck Showalter, and it was an abject failure this season, and they had to move on from that. So I think this is more of a situation, more of a one-off because of the unique set of circumstances with a veteran-laden team that they spent a lot of money on uh, in order to supplement some of the young talent that they had in their system. I, I think that the way that the range Rangers did it is something that teams will take a closer look at in terms of their formula on the field when it comes to their lineup and how they're able to attack pitchers in droves, right? These guys, one through nine, put together quality ABs. They have plate discipline. Yeah, they can hit for extra bases and they can slug, but it's more about making sure that they put together good at-bats. They put pressure on the defense by putting balls in play. You're talking about a team throughout the regular season that was top two in batting average and top two in OPS, and in the postseason, they were top three in both. I think that's something that people will take a look at because there's been so much emphasis on you know, pitchers that can strike guys out and then being able to have guys that can hit home runs. I mean, look at Kyle Schwarber. You're talking about a guy hit 40 home runs and was batting 200. Like that, that has been more of the norm in baseball, and I think you could potentially see a shift because of the Rangers' success in winning the World Series this year and going in the direction of guys that really put together good at-bats that hit for average, and that make sure that they put pressure on opposing defenses by putting baseballs in play. So then here's what I'm going to take from the Bochy conversation, all right? So we've talked about can you replicate it, right? You're bringing – Smalls has brought up Joe Madden. We brought up Buck Showalter. CeCe's saying, no, you cannot. There's nobody out there to do that. Joe Torre, whomever it is, like La Russa last year. Can I throw in Dusty Baker, too? I know know he retired, but he's another good example. So here's what I'll say. 
baseball teams, football teams, basketball, hockey, every sport, every level, use Bruce Bochy in this regard. Start with a no. If you have that dream hire you want to hire, you brought up Bill Parcells with the Raiders or a Bill Parcells type, and I know that Parcells is long retired, of a person running your team, just start with a no. Like, if you want Parcells to be a part of your organization, just call him and ask. Because somebody decided, let's call Bruce Bochy, who hasn't managed in years, and he said yes, and they won the World Series. But I think that it's... It's more than just a guy like Bruce Bochy, who obviously has the resume. He's a proven winner. They called him up. They they tried to start with him, and it worked in their favor. But I think it's a bigger conversation in baseball that the front office has got to give up some of the control. Yeah. And whether it's a guy mm. like Bruce Bo- Bochy or Dusty Baker that has the resume, it could be a younger guy that you let do the job. That's what I think is part of the problem in baseball is that it's gotten so in the weeds with analytics and the numbers and the front office wanting to play the contract or wanting to have a certain level of control that they have taken away what the manager's job is. And we see it with Bruce Bochy coming in and being allowed to be the manager. And we see Dusty Baker being allowed to be the manager. And I think that maybe that's something that other front offices in baseball should consider. 888-SAY-ESPN. Telephone number to be a part of Unsportsmanlike Nation. And the Dr. Pepper call-in line. That's 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper. The ones fans deserve. The next first-time champ. NBA, NHL, NFL, Major League Baseball. Who is the next First-time champ to win it all. C- uh, CC has given you the Jags. Smalls has given you the Bengals. I've said the Phoenix Suns. Who is the next first-time champ in all of sports? 888-SAY-ESPN to win. Now, the other news from yesterday surrounds the quarterback position in the NFL. A change made with the Raiders. Jimmy G out. Aiden O'Connell in. Change made with the Falcons. Uh, Desmond Ritter out. Taylor Heineke in. And now it seems like we are going to have 60 different guys by the end of the weekend, maybe more, that have taken snaps at the quarterback position in the NFL. Uh, there are 32 teams, 60 guys. What does this tell you about this? It position? just shows you the value of having a quality backup quarterback, right? You have to be able to have somebody that you trust to throw the football. All you got to do is look back at Jets and Giants and see how you know Big Blue tried to operate with Tommy DeVito, their third-string quarterback coming into the game. They had, what, one pass attempt in the second half of that game? It's absolutely abysmal. In a in a league that is increasingly putting emphasis on the passing game, you have to have somebody that can operate the offense, that can throw the football. So I think this just shows you the value of having a quality backup just because more likelier than not, that guy's going to be called into duty. So, CeCe, if, if like 60 quarterbacks, there are teams with the Jets, Browns, Colts, Titans, Vegas, Chicago, Minnesota, Atlanta, and maybe Arizona that all will be starting quarterbacks this year, this weekend, excuse me, that are not their intended starting quarterbacks when they started the season, which is nuts to think. Yeah. 60 quarterbacks, yeah. all these backups. How many quarterbacks around the league could you in your head envision in February hoisting up the Lombardi? <laughs> oh, man, you're talking about a handful of guys. That's it. I mean, that that, that that's really what you're talking about. I mean, if you look back at the last – 10 Super Bowls, the 20 starting quarterbacks in those Super Bowls, you're probably talking about three of those guys that weren't on a rookie deal that weren't elite quarterbacks, right? Like the elite, Jimmy G, Goff. Jimmy G, no, no, Goff was on a rookie oh, Goff deal. Was on the yeah. Rookie, yeah. So yeah. it's Jimmy G, Matt Ryan, and Matt Stafford, oh, right? Okay. And Stafford is borderline, right? So the other quarterbacks were Tom Brady, Pat Mahomes, Peyton Manning, and then you're talking about quarterbacks on rookie deals, like the Jared Goffs of the world, Cam Newton with his contract, and, and um, you know, players of that ilk. So that's what you're looking at. So it, it feels like a situation where – 
you you know the quarterbacks that are capable of you know being force multipliers in the second season when it matters the most. And you're kind of on the fence about some of those other guys, but the quarterbacks that are filling in in spot duty most likely won't have those teams in those situations. So, like, when you have some of these teams, the initial thought is, well, that was nice. I hope you enjoyed your season (laughs) because you got no shot now. No, seriously. Like, when you go this deep on the depth chart. Well, here's the thing. You're not asking that guy to, to hang in there. In most instances, you're not asking that guy to win you a championship. You're asking the guy to keep the team from losing it based on the stretch that the starter is going to be out, right? So, if you're looking at it from the standpoint of a team like Cleveland, for instance, yeah. they've got Phillip Walker. Hey, allow us to be competitive. we got a really good team, a really good defense. Just don't lose us the game. Now, unfortunately for the Browns, P.J. Walker went out and lost him the game against the Seattle Seahawks. That, they, they should have won that game. He bounces the ball off of Jamal, Jamal Adams' head. Interception, Seahawks get points, they win. So I guess that, that's what you're hoping for when you're calling the backup into, into duty. You're saying, hey, can you let us be competitive so we don't lose our season, so we still have an opportunity to accomplish what we want to accomplish. Again, that's why there's so much emphasis on having a quality backup. Now, I'm sure Cleveland Browns fans would feel a lot differently if Jacoby Brissett – was there, or if uh, Josh Dobbs was there. Yeah. Those are two guys that were with the team over the last calendar year that are now uh, at other places in the National Football League. But again, I think it's really, really important because you're seeing so many quarterbacks that have been called into duty. 60 quarterbacks taking snaps in the National Football League, and we're not even at the midway That's point crazy. of the season. So it just shows you that you got to have a quality backup in this league. I want to get to this coming up. How many of these teams – actually have their QB of the future. Like right now, how many teams you say, yep, I'm going to check that team. That team doesn't have to worry about that. We will get to that because there's one team that is openly discussing that they may not have their starting quarterback now or in the future. Problem is, he's currently their starter. We'll get to that next on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L E C T R I C 
ebikes.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. I'm going to guess that um, the Green Bay Packers are not going to be on the list that I'm going to get, and we're going to get Smalls from CC in a second here. I'm just, I have a hunch on this. Here's the, here's the question for you. How many teams would you say right now, coming off of the news that we've had 60 different guys play quarterback this year in the NFL, and all these backups are playing, Aiden O'Connell, Taylor um, Heineke, who should have been the starter in the first place with Atlanta, all these guys playing this weekend. Uh, how many guys right now are their team's future at quarterback that are currently employed by that team? Ooh, that is a that is a short list, my friend. So you're talking about teams that are looking at their quarterback situation and saying, we're good there. We don't need to look to try to upgrade because you're not going to find an yes. upgrade. So let's say three to five years, somewhere in that range. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, so how many teams that we're talking about? I mean, the Kansas City Chiefs, obviously. The Cincinnati okay. Bengals, obviously. The Jacksonville Jaguars. The Baltimore Ravens. The Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills are not moving off of Josh I Allen. know, but I, I, I get yeah, it. The Philadelphia Eagles. Right. Um, Houston, you love Stroud. I, I love Stroud. I mean, we're still early, though. Okay. You're, you're, yeah. you're talking about so you're seven. You're talking rookies, about seven. Obviously. I mean, you're not moving off of a rookie right now, but who's to say what you're going to do in three to five years from now? Herbert? Uh, Herbert, yeah. I think Herbert would be on that list. That that's probably about it. Smalls, am I missing anybody? Uh, Dak, maybe. No. You think he's going to say Dak? No, 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 <laughs> Have you no. met Chris? No, 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 no. I mean, I just thought I'd throw it out there. No, I, th- I think I think that's Tua. Tua's a good I one. I don't know. I don't. We don't know what health okay. health wise. We I got to see Tua get through an entire season and a postseason healthy before I'm saying we're not doing anything different. Small sample size, but maybe Will Levis. After one game, you want him to go? He won't go there with Dak, who wins double-digit games. You got Will Levis. So what, what do we have? Six guys, seven guys? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That's it. That's the list. Well, uh, Green Bay not list. on that list. Uh, we don't see Jordan Love on that list. Brian Gutekunst is their general manager, and he discussed his quarterback yesterday. It's going to take you more than just this season to find out what you have in Jordan and if he is the guy going forward. I think, you know, we got 10 games left. It's going to be very important 10 games. And, um, you know, I think he's done a lot of really good things. Really like the way he's responded to, to the adversity, uh, how he's led the team. Um, you know, again, we got to be better as a unit. And uh, I expect that to happen over the next 10 games. Um, and, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, we're going through some things um, that we knew we would go through. Um, you know, we haven't had the results we want, but I do like the way the guys are responding to things. You know what this tells me, the way the Packers are handling the Jordan Love situation? Mark Murphy, the president of the team, basically says, we'll know halfway through the season where we are at. Um, you got Goody saying, we need 10 more games to see where we're at. They rolled the dice on this guy, and they're not deciding that they're right because it's their pick, which, you know, a lot of times in life, we all make decisions like, oh, I, I chose to do that. I must be right on that. Well, well, we're wrong, right? They're not doing that. All this tells me is how much they really hated Aaron Rodgers. They, th- this whole thing was not about Jordan Love. It was about, we, we're done with this guy. We are absolutely done with this guy. I don't know if that's fair. I think that Aaron Rodgers not being on the field takes a little bit of the sting out of how bad Jordan Love is playing. Like, it's just, well, Jordan Love's playing bad, but Aaron Rodgers is not playing at all. So I think it was the right timing for them to transition to another quarterback. It just might not have been the right quarterback. Now, credit to them. They didn't exercise a fifth-year option. They did a two-year deal, which is really like a one-year deal. When you look at the structure of it, it allows them to move on if they so uh, deem necessary. But Jordan Love, 
by virtue of the way that he's playing, is going to create an opportunity for the Green Bay Packers to get a successor because they're probably going to have a top 10 pick. They're that bad. There are only, what, two teams in the National Football League that have fewer wins than the Green Bay Packers right now? So there seems like there might be a natural opportunity if Jordan Love doesn't pull out of this nosedive for the Packers to get the successor at QB. Yeah, it's a coin flip, right? When you draft a quarterback, it's a 50-50 chance that it's going to turn out right. And it's a very small sample size with Jordan Love. He is playing in a situation that's obviously not ideal for him. But I didn't think that the Packers were wrong in planning for life after Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But I'm just amazed that they're actually not digging in, like, defending Jordan Love here. Well, it's hard to do that right now. How are you going to defend him? Well, because it's their decision. That's why. We've seen it a million times in sports where somebody is going to lean into their decision and make that the right decision because it's theirs. 888-SAY-ESPN, number to be a part of the show. Dennis in Delaware watching on ESPN2 is on ESPN Radio with us. What's up, Dennis? Good morning, guys. Thanks for taking my call. I think uh, the commanders have the, the quarterback of the future in Sam Howell, and I love what they did at the trading deadline by getting rid of Sweat and Young. Now they have their, their NFL draft class next year. They have, they have five picks in the first three rounds next year. So I would look for the commanders um, with Sam Howell going forward next year. Maybe they get a Marvin Harrison Jr. in the draft by uh, – trading up or doing some magic like that but I like what Sam Howell did in both of the Eagles games and I love what Sam Howell did in the comeback win in Denver I really I really like the way he throws the ball stays in the pocket I think Sam Howell has a great future with the Washington Commanders. Well, if you're right not, about that. Not if that, he keeps getting sacked the way he's getting sacked. But if he's right about that. <laughs> he ain't going to survive, dog. They do have a formula to win. The quarterback that can outperform his contract, Sam Howell's contract is not very big. They have tons of cap room next year. If he's right, then they're going to be really good. Potentially. If they actually pick the right players. Uh, Mac in Los Angeles watching on ESPN2. Mac. Hello. Hello there. Hey, hello. Hey, I just want to want to say uh, this is my favorite show. Thank you. Every morning, and uh, I don't know what the Raiders was doing. <laughs> the Raiders made a big mistake. Huh. You seen his body of work, Josh, whatever his name is. I, I don't like none of those Patriots. Well, so you're saying the mistake was getting him in the first place. In the first place. Hmm. Couldn't in agree the first more. Place. He, should never, he should have never got another job, especially after he he reneged from a job. <laughs> he reneged from the Indianapolis job. The Colts job, job. yeah. Yep. Yep. Left him at the yeah. altar. So he, re, he reneged from a job, and now – we we're gonna hire him like he's gonna rebuild our 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 thing. Well, and he didn't obviously. And thank you for the phone call. The reality is, you can't then blame Josh McDaniels for that circumstance. That's where it goes back to Mark Davis and ownership hiring the wrong people, bringing in the wrong people. It's happened countless times. Twelve coaches in twenty years. Yeah, but we're not gonna absolve Josh McDaniels or what we saw from the Raiders the last year and a no, half. He's I'm responsible for the product on the field and the team wasn't nearly as good enough and he's made enough personnel decisions where you can say his fingerprints are all over what they've done or lack thereof yeah. in twenty twenty three. So yeah, yeah, Mark Davis might have made a mistake in hiring Josh McDaniels after all the controversy that the franchise just came out of with John Gruden and with the Henry Ruggs tragedy. 
But Josh McDaniels certainly deserves his his share of blame of the situation. And I guess the part that that illustrates it the most is the the. I guess the deterioration of the relationship that he had with Devontae Adams and the frustration that we saw Devontae over the last calendar year. Yeah, I never really understood why Josh McDaniels kept getting the benefit of the doubt and kept getting so many opportunities. I know he had unprecedented success in New England. It was amazing what they were able to build there. But we saw, as you like to say, proof of concept at multiple stops and Mm -hmm. multiple uh, positions that he couldn't get it done outside of New England. And there's guys like Eric Bieniemy who still hasn't gotten a job. I always looked to Steve Spagnuolo, who was terrible with the St. Louis Rams as a head coach, but was the architect and engineer of some championship-caliber defenses that would never get another shot as a head coach elsewhere. I just really never understood why Josh McDaniels kept getting the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, and I'm not absolving him of blame. I'm saying that if you know what he is and he proved to be what he was, then that's on the person who hired him. And I, I've been saying, it, and I will continue to say it, anything attached to Josh McDaniels, they're going to now go away from. They fired their offensive coordinator, Mick Lombardi, and while Antonio Pierce, the interim head coach, based on experience, based on track record, Patrick Graham, their defensive coordinator, was the deserved head coach based on the fact that the guy's been in the league for 15 years. Problem is, he's very associated with the Patriots and Josh McDaniels, so they're going away from him and they're going with somebody that is kind of neutral. Antonio Pierce's association, you think of the Giants more than anything else, having nothing to do with McDaniels. So I think that they are really trying to rid themselves of basically what they did for the last two years, and that is what I'm saying is on the ownership. This is not to defend McDaniels in any way, shape, or form. He did a poor job there, and now the residue is going to be all over the organization until it's not. Coming up, Damian Woody in studio. Join us, Talk NFL, next on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you could save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. She is Michelle Smallman. He is Chris Canty. I am Evan Cohen. And he is Damian Woody joining us, ESPN NFL analyst. You'll see him on Get Up at 8 a.m. Eastern. Damian, we've been asking people today in light of the Rangers winning the World Series last night, first-time champs, first time they ever won a World Series. So in your sport, in the NFL, Arizona, Atlanta, Buffalo, Carolina, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Detroit, Houston, Jacksonville, the Chargers, the Vikings, and the Titans are all teams that have never won a Super Bowl. 
Which one of them in your mind will be the next first-time winner in the NFL? Let's get your mic mic closer to you there. Okay, yeah. I'm going to go Bengals. Okay, why? I, I think that like if me if I'm if I'm buying stock on a team, I think it's Cincinnati. I think mm-hmm. Cincinnati is on an upward trajectory right now. Clearly, we saw that Joe Burrow with that. He seems like he's much healthier. Yeah, he's um, moving around. He's a moving bit. around. Like you see, you see his swag on the field. Obviously, we know about all the weapons. But I think most importantly with Cincinnati, I think that defense. That defense is starting to play like they were towards the end of the season. Remember, they were, they're very young in the, in the back end, their secondary. They're playing a lot of young guys. Those guys are starting to play better now. And I think, you know, Lou Anarumo, the defense coordinator, getting those guys playing well, Cincinnati's going to be a hard out, you know, rest of the season. Damian, on the opposite end of the spectrum, we got what's going on with the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah. They're firing Josh McDaniels. We see that they're hiring interim head coach Antonio Pierce to take yeah. over for the rest of the way. Now, he's my former teammate in the league. Yeah. He's a former teammate at ESPN. You Correct. work with him. What are your impressions of him, and what can we expect from an Antonio Pierce-led Las Vegas Raiders team in the second half? Natural-born leader. I mean, that's the one thing. When you come across Antonio Pierce, AP, what we call him, you know, he just – you gravitate towards him. The guy, he knows ball, loves ball, and he just – you know, he's a – no nonsense. He's going to tell it to you like it is. He's not going to sugarcoat it or anything like that. And I think, you know, Chris, you know this, man. I think as a former player, we appreciate guys that shoot it to a straight. Straight yep. shooters. And uh, that's the one thing that AP is going to do. He's going to shoot it to guys straight, let them know, create an, an environment where players, I think, is going to is going to thrive. And so, but listen, I'm no, you know, this is it's a tough situation being in a room because everything happens so quickly. All you got to do is ask Jeff, Jeff Saturday. Yeah. In that situation. Yeah. <laughs> but I do think that that a, that AP is up for the task. Um, he's been around this program. You know, he talked about it yesterday in, the, in his presser that he lives and breathes. You know, the Raiders. You know, yep. you know he was he growing up. He was a fan of the Raiders, so I think he's in a great you know great environment to try to do something. Damien, what do you think's next for Josh McDaniels? I'm wondering about this because it's probably unlikely that he's a head coach again in the NFL. He's had a lot of success as an offensive coordinator, but only in New England. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think happens with him next? I think he'll listen. I think he'll get he'll ha- first of all he's getting paid. Like, you know, yeah. he's getting paid a lot of money. Cash okay? him out. So, uh, you know, I would expect him to just, you know, have some time to kind of decompress and, and uh, you know, just kind of relax and, and chill for a minute. But listen, as far as his play, his play calling acumen, I mean, it's up there. It's high. And if you're a team that, that you know, think about hiring a guy like Josh McDaniels, the offensive coordinator, you don't have to worry about him becoming the head coach again. Because that I think that ship has sailed now with, with you know with the situation that happened with Denver and now with the Las Vegas Raiders. So I've never thought I, you know, I always thought that he was a very good play caller. And if you're going to potentially hire him at some point down the road, you don't have to worry about him leaving to to you know to to greener pastures or to a higher position. Damien, I want to follow up on something you said for both of you, you and CC on this. You said about Antonio Pierce. You said he loves ball. He breathes ball. He's all into it. We hear that as fans in media, and we're like, oh, of course he does. He's a football guy. He's playing football. That would indicate there are people that do what you guys have done in your lives that don't love it, don't live it, don't breathe it. That Expl- is it. Explain that. Yes, because a lot there's some players out here who love what the game does for them. Mm. Not necessarily love the game itself. There are guys that that play. You know, whether it's it, it doesn't matter. You know, football, basketball, baseball. They love what the game can bring to them. You know, they love the all the you know auxiliary type things, the the, mm-hmm. the 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 eyeballs, the fame, the money, all that. But AP loves 
the 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 game, the process, you know, all those things that make people make players great. And so when you have that in place, again, players, you can't fool the players, man. So you guys say, know when the opposite is in your locker room. Oh, he ain't gonna last. You could tell that pretty quickly. Well, hold on. There, there's there are guys that might not love football, but that are damn good at football. Got so it. I mean, listen, it yeah, is what it is. Yeah. But yeah, he might not love football, but I can depend on him to do his damn job on Sunday. <laughs> right. He can help us win. <laughs> right. I'll take yeah. that. Yeah. I'll take that. But yes. that is not Antonio Pierce. Right, right. AP is not a guy that's in the league because he was supremely gifted. He's a guy that's in the league because he was tougher than everybody else on the field and that his football acumen allowed him to make plays that his athleticism shouldn't allow him to be there to make them. So I guess that's the difference, and that's why we're so bullish on AP and the opportunity that he has just because he is the embodiment of a a glue guy in the National Football League. He's not a star, but he's the guy that holds the team together and allows them to compete for a championship. If you talk to everybody on that Giants team that won Super Bowl forty two that upset the New England Patriots in 2007, they will tell you to a man that Antonio Pierce was undoubtedly the leader of that football team with Michael Strahan. He was the guy. Right, you know what I mean. So, like that—that's the thing. That's the leadership qualities that the Raiders are getting with him as the interim, and that's why I think there is a chance that he could at least make them more competitive than what we saw in the first half. And of the are season. those the kind of guys that the two of you want to run through the wall for? Like that—that that motivates you more than just okay, cool. He's talented. He's good. But like, I know what this guy's about. Absolutely, because players again—you can't fool the players, and players want players don't want guys that BS them. I want to know, you know, I want to I want a head coach that's number one's going to put me in the best position to shine, okay? I want a guy that's going to that's going to command respect because if players don't respect you then you you have no shot. AP has that. He has he has respect to the guys in the locker room, okay? He's you know, football IQ is high and I believe that he's going to put players in uh, in position to be successful. So, you combine all of that he has a chance. I'm not saying this is a this is an easy right. situation, but he has a shot. I do want to ask you about this, spinning it forward to week nine tonight. We got Thursday night football. Steelers versus the Titans. Kenny Pickett sounds like he's gonna play. Yeah. Will Levis gonna get his second start. Do either one of these franchises have their guy for the future at quarterback? I think it's listen, I think it's too early. We know the the, the debut that Will Levis had last week. I mean, it was like I mean that that you know it, it's rare. I think he was in rare rare company to have four a, touchdown passes. Four touchdown four pass. That's And the thing good. I love about you know what Will Levis did was it's like, okay, let me just throw the ball to my best guy. You know, sometimes yeah. we all, we sometimes we overcomplicate the game of football, and it's real simple. DeAndre Hopkins is my best receiver. I'm going to feed him. I'm going to get him the football. And I think in, in a short week, you know, now you're on a short, short week playing on Thursday. Game plans aren't aren't going to be too complicated. It's got to be more of the same. Yeah. Let me find my best guy and feed him the ball. Usually good things happen for you. So you feel better about Will Levis's chances than Kenny Pickett? I mean, listen, Kenny Pickett, we've seen Kenny Pickett last year. This, what has Kenny Pickett done? What, I mean, we're, we're, Pittsburgh still has one of the worst offenses in the National Football League right now. Okay? And I thought I was a buyer of Kenny Pickett coming out of, you know, the, the momentum from last season, then the preseason. I yep. thought it was going to make a big jump. Mm-hmm. But that has not been the case with the, with Kenny Pickett in the, in the Pittsburgh Steelers offense. We felt the same way about the Packers and Jordan Love. Yeah. Brian Gutekunst, their GM, says that he's unsure of how they feel about Jordan Love moving forward. Where are you at with him? I'm the same way. I, listen, this I, I'm under no illusion that there are obstacles in the way. Uh, with the Green Bay Packers offense, they're extremely young, mm-hmm. especially at, at wide receiver and tight end. They're playing a lot of rookies and second-year players. So I'm sure there's, there's, 
you know, that's part of the part of the issue as well. But, you know, listen, when you've been part of this program and you've been watching Aaron Hall of Famer Aaron Rodgers for all those years and then you finally get that there's a di- it's different than a, a a rookie going in and playing than a guy who's been on been in within the organization for what three years four years this is his fourth year and now you're getting your shot like you expect a little bit more juice a little bit more pop you know from Joy Love than what we're seeing right now and listen at the end of the day this is just like an audition don't think the Green Bay Packers not looking at this thing like. Maybe we need to start evaluating these quarterbacks and seeing we can't find a replacement. It's so interesting. We'll finish with this with Damian Woody, who you see on Get Up at 8 a.m. Eastern. We've had the conversation about is Jordan Love a fourth-year player or a first-year player, right? We know it's fourth year in his league, and CeCe has been adamant like you were. Like, no, 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 you cannot look at him as first year. Explain the difference it, through your eyes of three years of not playing and what that actually can do for you positively. Because you're getting all those mental reps, like three years. Think about it. You're going, you've been through the process. Think of all the training camp reps that you've gotten. You know, think about all the meetings that you've been doing. Think about the fact that you've been watching the Hall of Famer and Aaron Rodgers each and every day. You've had a chance to really just mimic and copy and just and just learn from him each and every day. This is not like a rookie that's coming fresh out of college and then just being thrown to the wolves. This dude has been, this is his fourth year with the Green Bay Packers, three of them behind Aaron Rodgers. Yep. So it's a totally different um, set of circumstances for Jordan Love. So if we put you behind Will Shields or Alan Fanica or any of these great offensive linemen back in the day for three years, you would have had a, you had a great career. You would have even been better. Absolutely. Like, if I got an opportunity to be mentored and just say, look, young fella, I'm gonna, we're going to sit you behind this, this Hall of Famer, let him teach you everything you need to know, and then when he's done, you, it's your turn? you damn right. I should be playing a lot better. I should be hitting the ground a lot faster than somebody coming right out of college. Damien, great job as always. You'll catch him on Get Up at 8 a.m. Eastern. I'm over it next on Sportsman Like ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Yes, it is. I'm over it on Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, ESPN2. Pat Costello, our producer, is back. Pat is back. After a couple of days, CeCe, he was on vacation, I believe, went to Florida Something for a like bit. that, yeah. yeah. I mean, there was some mixed reports that he might have been celebrating the Halloween. Yeah, suspect yeah. Went timing. A little, went a little hard. Just ah, saying. Decided yeah. to mail it in for work the next couple of days. I saw there was a lot of pictures of Pat on the beach. TMZ had him, I believe. Oh. Um, so there's a lot of speculation there. You called me. Yeah, <laughs> Pat is uh, annoyed with basically everyone and everything, oh. and thus, yes. Think about this. He's been off for a few days. This is like a buildup yeah. of things Pat's annoyed with. Go ahead, Pat. What do you have? The first one is owners getting the championship trophy before any players do. 
It's so weird to me, and it makes no sense. You just write the checks. You did not throw a pitch. You did not swing a bat. You didn't make a tackle. You didn't make a basket. Let the players get the trophy and enjoy the moment and get out of the way. Yeah, I think there's something to that. It's just been a thing for a long time in sports. They are the ones that bought the team. They are the ones that employ everyone that works for the team on and off the field, court, ice, whatever it may be. But a lot of times they are the first ones there. Now, I'm sure there have been moments in sports history where the owner or governor of the team has stepped aside and said, no, I'm not going to be a part of that. But you do see it a lot. Yeah, if I'm paying the team's salary, if I'm spending $200 million in payroll, then I'm going to be the first one to touch the trophy. I'm the one that's signing all the damn checks. Yeah, I might not have thrown a pitch, but guess what? Ain't no pitches getting thrown unless I'm paying the players. So absolutely, I'm going to be the first one to touch it. I don't remember with your championship team with the Giants, because the Mara family is is not looking to be front and center in any way, shape, or form. Were they front and center yeah, when you the won Mar- the title? Yeah, the Maras and the Tishes were there. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. All right. yeah. This one doesn't bother me. Yes, I think that obviously the players and the coaching staff has more to do with the championship than the guy that writes the checks. But there has to be an order of operations. And if it's not the owner and then the manager or the coach that gets it, is it the MVP that gets it first? Is it the sometimes the best player on the team or the leader of the team isn't the MVP? So it just kind of I takes a lot of logistical the, but I headaches own the out team. of it. I own the team. Like when they say Texas Rangers win the World Series – if I own the Rangers, hand me the trophy. I'm the owner of the team. Right, that, is not, Seager, that is not, not Chris Canny, the player, talking. What do you mean it's not Chris Canny? Chris Canny, the player, understands that I'm not possible with that franchise without the owner writing the damn checks. Well, who's talking then, Pat? If it's not Chris Canny, the player, who are you saying is talking then? That's media member Chris Canny. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, you are a media not member. member. It's okay. not player Chris. Yeah. Okay, man. I- well, I just asked him about Tish and Mara. He said it didn't bother him. Yeah, that they, they didn't bother the player. Tussle, yeah. The commissioner yeah. gave the trophy to the owner. I think it's a great observation by you, Pat. But weird. I, but it is weird. It's a great observation. It also is logical that the person who's yeah. paying built. Now, you said hundreds of millions. It's now billions like with some of these teams, right? To get oh, some I of mean, these buying teams. the team. Yeah. But I'm just talking about the payroll for any given year. Though. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. All right, what else, Pat? Uh, People who don't know how to park between the lines. How are you crooked? There are lines for a reason. You get out of your car, you see the line on the ground, pull your head out of your tailpipe. Interesting you bring this up. You know why they're doing that, though, right, Pat? You understand what is happening. Get ready, Javante. It's not not on accident. They're doing that because they don't want anybody to park next to them. Yeah, well, you only do that if you have a really nice, fancy car. No, no, no that is not true. true. No, that's oh, not that true at all. Believe me, no, there's some people that just don't know how to park. They're lazy yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're well, entitled. That's, di- that's different. If you're doing it on purpose, it's because you have a nice car. If you park crooked on purpose, it's because you have a nice car. Well, if you're you a bad driver. No, first of all, no, that, that's not true because I, 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 that is not true. I will say that I've been with people that have parked sideways and they haven't had a quote-unquote nice car, but they don't want anybody to park next to them because the car they do have, they don't want it to get messed up by somebody else slamming a car door into theirs. <sighs> to that, I would say, just park away from the damn building. All right, I have a just question for you. park as far yeah. away as possible and walk. I just think that people are inconsiderate in general, and they're Agreed. they're selfish, and yeah. I think that a lot of people park the way that they want to park, and they don't consider others. I have a question, Okay. So uh, our friend Mark Tauscher, ESPN Wisconsin, former Packer and Badger, claims that he could win a parallel parking competition against anyone in the world. He's lived his entire life in Wisconsin. 
Can you claim to win a parallel parking competition if you've never lived in a city like New York or Chicago where you really have to parallel park in those small areas? Because that's hard. I'm not a good well, parallel here's parker. Here's the thing. Oh, really? Because he's, he's got those Midwest values, he's probably more considerate. And he he doesn't think that hitting the other car while you're parallel parking is perfectly acceptable behavior. And to that, I would say, as somebody that's from the Bronx and that lives in Manhattan, when you're parallel parking, hitting the cars that are in front <laughs> or behind you in the space, that's just table stakes. <laughs> that's what happens. It's so like you, a love you'd tap. beat him in that, that spot. That's yeah. just what it is. So he might be right. He might win the competition if a part of the competition <laughs> means not touching the other car. Got it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Pat, next one. <laughs> uh, people who make traveling their entire personality, oh. you're not special because you went on vacation to Italy. Tons of people go there. People live in Italy. You're not special. And uh, don't come back and like attempt to speak some weird like Italian thing because you were there for two weeks. Oh, you don't want people to come home from Italy and say, ciao, Bella. Yeah, <laughs> get all the way out with that. <laughs> well, isn't that where you were the last few days? Weren't you uh, in Italy with Clooney? No? No? Yeah, see, this one doesn't bother me because some people save for a really long time and don't get to go on a big trip. And it it's so exciting and it's such a memory in your life that you want to showcase it to everybody that you finally got to do this. So, Smalls, when you travel, do you try to learn the language of the place that you're traveling to? or do you I just... try to be respectful of the place I'm going okay. to. I try to learn enough or at least understand enough to communicate. I don't want to be that American that comes in saying, oh, you don't speak English? This is a problem for me. You know, I try to at least be able to understand enough so that I can get around. So to all my parents out there, you know what I'm going to be talking about here. Traveling and vacation with kids is not traveling and it's not a vacation. By any, mm. All you're doing the entire time is please get me home. Get me home. So why do it? Yeah, why do it then? Because it's a good experience for the kids. Because like if you if you go somewhere with the kids, it's a good experience for them. But chasing them around in the hotel room and to get one, to get two, how many be- – oh, it's a nightmare. Is there a certain age where it becomes more manageable to travel with kids? Uh, if so, I haven't hit it yet with 10 and 7-year-olds. Uh, I hope so. Yeah. I hope there's a – like my wife wants to go somewhere with the kids in a few months, and I'm dreading it. Yeah. Not the location, but dreading like how long's the flight? Where are we going to stay? How many rooms do we need to get? It's too much. So you just made me think about something. There's a restaurant that will actually charge parents for kids that are being unruly. So they will put an extra charge on the bill yep. if your children are unruly. It's, That's horrible. It's I don't know. I don't it's know. If I'm, I, 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 I think I'm for business. it, Pat. I think, Pat, I think I'm for it with that one. Hey, control your kids. When your kids are out in public, they need to have some act right, damn it. Have act right for your children. Cece hates young kids. Smalls hates old women. Oh, come on. Uh, We will get to more of that. (laughs) And the Rangers win the World Series on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.